0: This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Ciao, everyone! Thanks so much for joining me as we head over to the Italian Riviera, the coast of Liguria almost quite literally, as my guest director, and producer of the new film Luca, Enrico Casarosa, and Andrea Warren, talked to me from a terrace overlooking Portofino with church bells ringing and the waves gently rolling in the background. I, unfortunately, am not on that terrace. I'm still here in my little studio. But until we all can get there, Pixar's new animated movie Luca is as wonderfully and beautifully close you can get. You can almost smell the Ligurian Sea and see the immaculate animation of the typical pink, orange, and red houses of the region, and taste that pesto. Luca borrows a lot from director Casarosa's own childhood, who was born and raised in Genoa. The film is about two boys whose secret identity is actually sea monsters, and they're having a wonderful summer together in a small village called Porto Rosso. The film is about feeling different and finding your true identity, the power of friendship, and the magic of summer. We can go anywhere.
1: Do anything. We just gotta stick together. We underdogs have to look out for each other, right? Underdogs!
0: This is gonna be the best summer ever. We'll ride down every road, see the whole world together. It'll be amazing. <laughs> One thing. Whoa. Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. D- did you see that? No one can find out. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> take. Where did you boys say you were from? (laughs) Luca director Enrico Casarosa worked in the art department at Pixar on films including Ratatouille, Up, and Coco. He directed the Oscar-nominated short La Luna, and with this, Luca, his directorial feature debut at Pixar, he really got to go home. Producer Andrea Warren worked on Finding Nemo as a digital painter. She was production manager on WALL-E and produced the short film Lava. In our brief time together, we talked about the themes of friendship and coming of age in Luca, how difficult it is to animate pasta, and the Pixar cultural trust, and how they help to get those Italian hand gestures just right. Listeners, when we get to talking about that... The gesture that I'm referring to is the buono gesture that kids often use to say that a meal was delicious. It's literally poking your index finger into your cheek. You can watch when we talk about this on our Instagram, at popcultureconfidential. I started by asking Enrico Casarosa about the special meaning this film has for him, and what he wanted to show visually from the region where he grew up and spent his childhood summers.
1: Uh, of course, this love letter to the specialness of Cinque Terre. Uh, the, this land is so special because there's the sea and there's the mountains. There's really not a whole lot of room very often, and especially in the Cinque Terre. I always like to say, actually, they look like the towns are hanging on for dear life. They just crawled out of the <laughs> sea and they're hanging for dear life on the rocks, right? So that, that that might not have been too far from where the idea of what if there's some sea monsters here but um, it's so special the terraces, the, the centuries of work, there's something very inspiring even on a human level uh, we have so many beautiful, you know, between uh, flavors, the vineyards, the pesto, the basil, the the lemons, the olive oil, right? It's just a really beautiful land. I grew up as a little fish or every summer, so I really wanted to convey the beauty of the water and the, those deep greens and blues that are different because it goes deep, so those were uh, you know where I started just because it 's so beautiful and stuck in time also these towns do look almost out of a fable because they just you know haven 't changed a whole lot out of you know, there 's no nowhere to develop anyway right and that, that is, was really at the core of it. But I wanted to also do it in a way that was very expressionistic and very painterly. So we brought a lot of, um, the, the, you know, we called it the end of the artist, because it's really just fun to see the imperfections and the watercolory uh, feel. So we got a lot of inspiration from actually painted and 2D uh, artwork.
0: Uh, now, Andrea, my listeners, um, they they know quite because I got the pleasure of talking to Pete Doctor a while back about the Pixar Cultural Trust. And I saw that there is one here as well. Can you talk a little bit about what they did for this film?
2: Absolutely. Um, obviously, Enrico is Italian. So with us, that's, you know, for this film that starts there. But I think you know we didn't want the burden of making sure that we got the representation right to rest only with Enrico, and so um, we hired consultants to help us with getting Italian language into the film in an appropriate way. You know, finding ways that it still makes sense, but that we can represent the culture that way. We wanted to, you know, we're basing this on Enrico's memories, but we wanted to hear other people's memories, other people's impressions, so that we could kind of have a bit of a mix, so that we could really cover the feeling as much as possible. So yeah, I think it's always important to do the research, um, to talk to other people. We sent teams, you know, now that we're here I can say over here um, to Italy to observe the place, to feel the place. We sent our, you know, directors of photography uh, in terms of camera and lighting, you know, to observe how steep it is and how to get the lighting right and how to get the texture just right on the stucco. So there's a lot of um, aspects to it, visual, um, the script, and just the memories and and the fun that we wanted to capture of Italy.
0: Yeah. One of the things you did is you sent key people over several times to test the food, which, which seems like a <laughs> god awful job and I'm horrible. volunteer anytime. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. But Enrico, I've talked to many animators about water and which you have beautifully in this movie, but let's talk about that food. Um the pesto <laughs> looks amazing. What is the process of actually animating that type of thing?
1: Yeah, it's really um the f- having them having had the feeling of it and having tasted it probably helps everybody because <laughs> I think they can express it you know uh, joking aside I think that is a, a key uh, part and yeah it is the best part of the job but um then the next part you know in art we just find the, you know the look, so we look at a lot of reference. We're very specific. For me, the the important things were like, well, this is not going to be just special; so it's going to be traditional style. So we put string beans and potatoes, mm-hmm. which is actually a traditional uh, recipe. Um, it, it, those little touches for me are are key, and then you know the beautiful little basil they did such a beautiful job at making that nice and shiny so i think that part number one was just finding the specifics and and designing it and then actually the 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 final look is actually very challenging because we need to simulate the noodles the noodles are actually so complicated that (laughs) we have a technical department that usually deal with effects and are dealing with difficult splashes and water, right? Everything that is a special effect. The pasta is a special effect. <laughs> so they actually have to simulate it. To make it real, they have to let it fall as a simulation into the plate. So it's actually quite painstaking to make <laughs> it look right. but. What was wonderful then, it looked tasty, right? The, the beautiful <laughs> green, they got the, just right. But then we could also simulate this messy, wonderful <laughs> dinner that they have to express how much the boys enjoy it, right? I feel in filmmaking, so much of the, of, of the fun is how our characters react to something, so to, they convey the feeling of something. So it was so much fun Looks to delicious. have these <laughs> noodles fly all over the place. <laughs>
0: And now with so many great Pixar films, Luca can be a wonderful point of identification for so many people, for a queer kid, for a minority, anyone who really feels outside. Um, Enrico, what was important for you in that message?
1: Well, I, I, I think you just put it so well. I, I, that is my biggest hope. Um, that, that really, could, could, that the viewer can come in and project their own sense of difficulty and difference that they have dealt with, dealt with in, in their own um, younger life when they they needed to. Uh, that little push toward confidence, toward yeah. showing all of yourself. Um, I I'm so happy that that really became. A part of the DNA I started with that experience of me and my friend feeling like goofy losers and that, that was our own version of it we were nerdy and, 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 and so it, that, like
0: many of us <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right
1: so I mean in the grand scheme of things I think we were quite lucky but that there was our way but that feeling is real and it's the it's it's this thing that that yeah I'm sure it must be so amplified for many people with more diverse, uh, um, you know, identities. So I'm really happy that that's part of it. I also love that we have a protagonist that's curious, mm-hmm. and it wants to, to wants to know. So because I keep on thinking about if we're afraid of something, if we feel there's something that is other, curiosity to me seems like the perfect antidote to, to not uh, mm-hmm. allow for for barriers to come up, for too much fear to come up. So um uh, we you know it's not you know that i didn't know it would go so far as a metaphor at the beginning <laughs> but i it's so lovely that it, it's the you felt the that fish way. out
0: of water yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah very much so andrea you said something very poignant i read and i'm i'm just paraphrasing but you said that those very years of coming of age that we all hope that we can look back on ourselves with empathy mm. Pixar is so good at just that at looking back at our childhoods how do you do It's like an office philosophy of being able to see, (laughs) take the best parts
2: of your childhood and see that with empathy. Look, I mean, I'm a mother now. I think growing up is hard. And I think with that adult perspective, you know... we all carry those feelings of insecurity. It's amazing how palpable they are. I mean, I still remember a time I tripped on the stairs in junior high and someone laughed. I mean, you know, like of all the memories that I have, like that one is just, just visceral. I mean, we all have our own little moments and versions of that, and I think, you carry that feeling so much, but I think as, as an adult, you finally can look back and just kind of have this tenderness for that kid who is growing up and trying to figure it out, and just recognizing, you know, that's hard. And and um, and I try to remember that with my own kids, you know, to remember the empathy of just yeah. being tired and having a hard day at school, and that that's that's a um, that's a hard day, you know. Like as an adult, you can feel like it's just school. Come on, move, you know, but at that in that moment um trying to have the empathy um for that i think is important
1: i love that i also it makes me think a bit about um how much our goofiness and the things sometimes we're afraid of is then what becomes what makes us different what's interesting about us right like so having some uh love for you know uh, this either silliness that we thought was making us so bizarre and people (laughs) laughed at us well actually then it becomes part of your life and you can embrace it.
2: And part of how you connect... And to keep that in this yeah, yeah, and part of how you connect, how you find your tribe, yeah. is if you are authentic and you show that right. part of you, and they show that part of them, that's where the, that real, true connection comes from.
0: Now, Enrico, I understand that you have a two very different um, inspirations. I've read *Stand by Me* and Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how they've inspired you.
1: Yeah, and we could put probably Fellini in the in the middle of those two, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And um, Topo
0: Gigio. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, Topo is a good one. Um, well, yeah, like, I, I just feel what, what's lovely about Stand By Me and I think I brought up a lot, so a lot of Breaking Away, which is another wonderful American movie that really delves with this kind of friendships and growing up. They um, really delved into this same topic of like, what is it about those friendship in that age that is so important and, and key to finding ourselves? That was what I got really about Stand By Me. And also this sense of beautiful soundtrack, right? That the, the songs become part of these kind of summer movies. That's something I also wanted to do with this, right? That The radio's on in the summer and you hear those beautiful songs.
0: Two Mina songs you had. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right? Not, 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 uh, not too bad. Yeah, we're so, we're so happy about that. And um, so there, there's that. And then, yeah, this very different inspiration. I think it's a bit m- in my DNA. I grew up with his, with his cartoons here in Italy. We watched a lot of them. Uh, I was watching his TV series before his movies in Ayao Miyazaki. And just love for the world of kids. Again, right, that he, he, he really has this sense of wonder with kids and the way they look at the world, I feel in his movies, you become a kid again, and that is such a gift. I feel that that is so worth chasing. And also this lovely um, attentive uh, look at nature and the details of nature. That was the other thing that I absolutely loved that I wanted to bring it into Luca.
0: So I have one more minute. I have to ask you about the hand gestures that you use. Did you use, my son uses this one when he thinks something's good, which oh, is, yeah. That, yeah.
1: that is a good um, one. We should have used it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here's the, it goes back to the cultural trust actually. Yeah. This question, yeah. Because that was one of those things that I was like, well, I remember this, I would do this. And then I was like, well, I don't, I can't trust that. Cause also they become mm-hmm. very, very subjective and even uh, depends where you're from. And we, uh, you get a little bit of the color here with the bell, bell, sorry, (laughs) like in the movie. Uh, And, um, but so we had this wonderful symposium with our colleagues in Italy, so they were part of our (laughs) cultural trust and it was so fun to have them all give us their takes on certain gestures tell us the ones that feel too stereotypical or too yeah, used yeah, yeah. right yeah that was one yeah, we yeah. talked about. Yeah. or how you would use it one of our favorites julia says julia my name she is just a little of this yeah which is <laughs> like you know no, you got it wrong be precise um, <laughs> So it was such a wonderful day. We got such inspiration. Everybody everybody had their own gesture of sending someone to hell. Which yeah. became a little bit, what's wrong with you, stupido? Um, it was so fun. We still watch the video and um, it makes us laugh. Because on a Zoom call, there's like 20 of people doing things like that.
0: So which is your favorite?
1: Um, ooh, yeah, I think the Julia yeah, one stands out as a lovely, lovely, very, very precise it's
2: such a good character moment for her you get yeah. such a sense of her My from name that is moment julia
1: yeah. don't mess with that. yeah you like know. don't get that wrong
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so much they're asking me to wrap
0: up thank you <laughs> have thank a you. wonderful time you
1: and, too
0: yay, Bye. bye. nice to meet you ciao <laughs>
1: luna tintarella di luna